Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. It's not necessarily going to be what you want to hear, but if you're willing to die to yourself and pick up your cross and follow Jesus, then you are going to be in for the ride of your life. Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Have you died to yourself? And really, that is the greatest problem. It is our flesh. And what I'm saying to you today is you were never meant to die. You were given a body like Adam and Eve that was meant to live forever. And everything that God created, he created for a purpose. He didn't just create the sun for gravity. He created it to give us light. He created it for photosynthesis. He created it for a whole bunch of compounding factors that we don't need to get into. But a flower is not only beautiful, but it's fragrant and it's edible and it, ha- and it produces a whole bunch of balancing factors for an ecosystem. And it's the same for you and I. Everything God does is for a purpose. And so, if you are a man, if you are a woman, if you are a child, if you have a body, then your purpose is to manage the earth. Your purpose is to be the image of God. Your purpose is, yes, to love God, to worship God, to praise God, but you are to be his example, his ambassador. That is your purpose. If a fish finds itself out of water, it dies. If a bird finds itself out of the air, you know, like underground or in a cave, it will die. And if a human being finds themselves outside of God, they will die. Adam and Eve were never meant to die. Jesus lives forever. And we too, according to scripture, will live forever. It is the Holy Spirit that brings life to our mortal bodies. So we have an opportunity right now to take our thoughts captive, to implement the word of God as it is written in our lives to actually believe the words of Jesus Christ, who said that we must follow him, that we must die daily. In other words, our flesh is in the way. Man and woman were meant to be in God, of God, made in the image of God, and our bodies are a tool. Our bodies are a tool the same as your car, the same as your mobile phone, it's a tool, and you as a soul 
as a thinking, feeling, willing person are to control the tool of your body. But your soul is renegade. Your soul is naturally anti-God, anti-Christ. Your emotional emotions are naturally fickle. Your will is naturally stubborn. And your mind is naturally devoid of understanding and broke. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. In fact, I want to go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And it says that... It says... Our gospel is veiled. It is veiled to those who are perishing. Because the God of this age has blinded the minds... Of unbelievers so that they cannot, cannot see. They cannot see the light of the gospel, of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ, who is the image of God. So let's reverse that. The image of God is a man called Jesus Christ. Out of him comes light that is the gospel that if your eyes can perceive that light, you are saved. In the other direction, the good news of the gospel light is imperceptible, invisible to the minds, the minds of unbelievers, because there is a canopy. There is a canopy of darkness. It's called ignorance. The kingdom of darkness is the word ignorance. Colossians chapter 1 says that we were transferred from the kingdom of light to the kingdom of ignorance. That's the root word there for darkness. So we, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says, We, though we live in this world, do not create war as the world creates war. Rather, the weapons of our warfare are not worldly weapons. In fact, on the contrary, they have God's power to pull down and utterly demolish strongholds which are arguments and Everything that sets itself up against the knowledge or light of God. So we take every thought captive and force it into surrender to obedience to Christ. So we who are gods on the earth, little g, not omnipotent, not omnipresent, not omniscient, but sons of God, in the image of God, according to Genesis chapter 3, we are made in the image of God. So we, as gods on the earth who are in God, we're not perishing like a fish out of water or a bird under the earth. We are flourishing 
We are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. We are the head and not the tail. We are prospering and we're in health, even as our soul prospers, because we are in God. But this is the point of my message today. How do you get in God? How do you fulfill your purpose? You have to get out of yourself. You have to get out of yourself. And religion has clouded through our minds, through false teaching, doctrines of demons, error, and through just thousands of years of stress and hardship and persecution and watering things down and mistranslations, we have forgotten the basics of the words of Jesus Christ that if you follow me, if you obey me, you will show that you are my disciples. And God has spoken to me today and he said things like, like this Life is impossible to live alive. You have to die daily. In other words, the way you get in God is to get out of yourself. The way you get into bed is you take off your clothes first. The way that you get into a wetsuit. You know, try getting into a wetsuit with all your clothes on. It's impossible. Jesus said it's it's like a man... It's rather, it's like a camel going through the eye of a needle for a rich man to be saved. But even though that sounds impossible with God, all things are possible. What I'm saying is we have to exit our own life. Not through euthanasia or something crazy like that. Not by plugging into the metaverse. We, we literally die we we identify with his death burial and resurrection that's what the water baptism is you go into the water identifying with the end of yourself as paul said we put off the old man and we put on the new man that's made in the image of god ephesians chapter 4 we do not gratify the lust of our flesh. I, I'm going over and over. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry because it's, it's, we've got to get this. When the winds bash against the house, it doesn't bother you because you're standing on the rock. But I'm telling you, you can't be standing on the rock if you're still standing on your own island. And I can't think of a good analogy. Holy Spirit, would you help me? But it's all or nothing. You know, if you want to go into outer space, you have to put on a spacesuit. You know, if you want to get into a wetsuit, you have to take off your clothes. And if you want to get into Christ, you have to die. But it's daily. Jesus said, you pick up your cross daily and follow me. And I want you to try something new for a change. I want you to revisit the Revelation letter and... Read it again as though you have a loving father. Read it again as though Jesus is good and his father is good because these are the rebukes of a loving father. God disciplines those he loves. And I like to read it in the Passion Translation, which is the closest to the 
street language of Jesus in the Aramaic, which he spoke a, a lot of these things in. So God's writing a letter to you and he's loving you. He's correcting you because of love. He's wanting you to go further. He, it's like a coach, you know, telling you to tuck your, your ankle in or tuck your elbow in if you're playing golf, you know, bend your knees. It's just a tiny little correction. And I want you to read these letters, 1, 2, and 3 of Revelation from the perspective where you believe in your mind. Because a lot of us, this is where we struggle. It's without our orphan mindset, our abandonment issues. But would you believe the words of Jesus that that the Father is giving only good gifts to his children? The Father gives good gifts to his children because the Father is good. God showed Moses his goodness. And so I want you to, to, to make your mind up before you read these letters that God is good. He's a loving Father. You may need to imagine somebody other than your own father or maybe your own father but or your own parenting as a, as a father or as a mother, how much you would do for your children and how much your love would correct them, not because you want to punish them, but because you want them to go further. So God is wanting you to go further than you've ever gone before. And the word I have for you is promotion. Promotion's not what you think, you know. <laughs> a, 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 you know, if you fight in a battle and do really well, you get promoted to go into another battle. You know, you get promoted to go to the front lines. You get promoted to, you know, yeah, you, you might get to sit in the strategy room, but you get promoted to more warfare as I said in my last episode, which I think was a good one, don't avoid pain. This world is designed to avoid pain. The kingdom is designed to overcome. In other words, you pick battles. Don't avoid battles as a warrior in the kingdom of God. You're picking the fights. You're picking the fights. Most of the fights you pick will because people will be telling you things that are not true. People will be trying to get you to agree with a lie, to agree with things that are not true. People will try to get you to give over your territory. So you pick a fight when you say no. You pick a fight when you don't let people build structures in your garden. If I came to your house and said, you know what, I'm going to change your bedroom into a cinema room, you know, I'm going to build my own structure in your house, you're going to say no. No, that's my bedroom. I, I like it the way it is. Why? Because you have defined the boundaries of your own life. So why do you let other people build structures in your mind? Why do you let other people come into your house, come into your heart with offense, with opinions, with fear? Why do you watch certain TV shows? I don't even answer the phone sometimes because God tells me that the devil is about to plant a weed 
in your garden. So he doesn't even get in. He doesn't even get access. Some of you have entire villages living in your garden, building their own structures. You've got to get them out. But the first step is to build the walls of Jerusalem, to build the walls of your garden. How can you protect your garden? How can you protect your mind? How can you protect your thoughts? How can you protect your finances? Anything in the natural and in the spiritual if you have not yet even decided upon your boundaries. What has God called you to do? What has he been asking you that you haven't even done yet? See, God has given you a garden and he's asked you to build kingdom structures inside of that garden. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's planting a a vineyard. Maybe it's starting a school. Maybe it's writing a letter or, or going into politics, but you had bet to get to work because he is going to ask you for an account. What did you do with my words? What did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with your talents? So it is not time to fear. It is time to obey. And as I've said before, this is very powerful but very simple. You need to die. That means every day you wake up and you say, it is not my will, but your will be done. If Jesus had done his will, he would clearly have never have gone to the cross and we would be totally stuffed. Every day you wake up and you say, God, I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. So it helps to have read the Bible. It helps to have enough of the word of God in you so you don't die from stupidity and distraction. And one day you are with Jesus and you realize that you failed. Maybe you get into heaven scraping through. But did you do what you were called, what you were born, what you were purposed, the good works that he began in Christ Jesus that he purposed for you to do, that you would walk in them? So number one, you die to yourself every day, wake up and say, God, what do you want to do? I'm ready. I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. Number two, you need to identify the boundaries of your garden. If you are a business owner, that includes your business and your customers. If you're a pilot, that includes your airplane, your mechanics, the runway, the the fuel prices. You have to take authority You know, the definition of maturity, I'm serious, I'm going to lay this down and you can argue with me, but you'll find out on the other side that this is the truth. The definition of maturity is to pray about everything. If you're a parent, your garden, your boundaries include your children, their school, their friends, their friends' parents. You need to pray to cover every area of their lives. You're praying now while they're young for their spouse. You're praying now while they're young for their for the government that will be in power when you're not able to help them in your later years, perhaps. So maturity is defined as 
identifying who you really are in God. In other words, you're nothing. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. And the works that I now do, I do by faith in the Son of God. I get out of the way. I don't know what to pray, but the Holy Spirit prays through me with words that I can't even understand. I know who I am. I am nothing. I'm invisible. Apart from God, I can do nothing. I am Christ walking on the earth in Jonathan's body. Okay? That's who you are. Who are you? You are the image of God on the earth. What boundaries have you been given to protect? Your family, your personal body, your thoughts, your emotions, your will, your your mind. Every one of these have boundaries. They're called gates. Your eye is a gate. Your ears are a gate. I'm telling you, if you pick up the phone, no matter who is calling you, then your ear gate is collapsed. If you watch everything on TV or if you watch everything that YouTube presents to you as a recommendation, then you have no fence over your eyes. Your your eye gate is collapsed. You know, this is the truth. If you just let anybody walk into your house, come on. I've said enough. The Holy Spirit will will give you the rest of this message that I haven't given you today. You need to die. You need to know who you are in God and who you're not. Know where you, you end and where God begins, which is a very, 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 very small place. The eye of an evil, really. And know your boundaries, know your perimeter. And take a tally, take an audit of yourself, take an audit of your property, your car, your bookshelf, your members. If you're running a church, it's everyone in your church. You are responsible for them. You are to pray for them, your children, your neighbors, and it goes out from there. And then as a portal for the kingdom to come to earth through your body, you ask, you, you allow God to pray his will through you into your garden into your territory, the breath of his mouth destroys your enemies. As you pray, as you see what the Father's doing in your territory, as you hear what the Father's saying in your territory, as you read the word of God, the written Logos word of God, and speak it out vocally through your own physical mouth, you will see your enemy's face melt like wax. In Indiana Jones, you will see God destroy your enemies. You will see the structures dissolve. You will see them run with their pants on fire. And you will see the glory of God in your life and through your life. And within a moment, you'll be home with Jesus. And he's going to say, well done. And that should be the only thing that we're really concerned about. And I've gone over time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, look, it's not it's a recommendation, not a rule, but it really is the time to not answer the phone. Don't watch the news or YouTube or anything unless God really puts it on your heart to do it. You know, as I said, not a rule, 
you're part of the world, but you're not of the world, it's time to walk on the very narrow, 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 narrow path that God has for you. What are the things that you've yet to implement that God has been telling you to do? Quickly, do them now. I've been Jonathan. You've been listening. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast or write an article for the Melbourne Underground Church website, let me know. Send me an email. I'll put it in the notes below.